You are listening to Inspirado Projecto. Get ready. Oh man, this is so exciting, you guys. It's January 17th, 2019. Welcome to another episode of Inspirado Projecto. Today is Andy Kaufman's birthday. For those of you who are unaware of who Andy Kaufman is, he's a comedic, comedic, comedic genius, and he never considered himself a genius. He always considered himself a song and dance man. And so many of what we see out there in the media, these shows, we can definitely say that the domino, if we t- if we uh, follow the domino effect all the way back as to what inspired some of these comedians, we can definitely find that Andy Kaufman is the, the root of it all. He started, he started it all with uh, his pranks, his hoaxes, his public craziness. And we see a lot of this stuff with uh, improv everywhere. Sasha, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, his stuff with Borat. Nathan for you. Oh gosh, what's that guy's name? Eric Andre. These kinds of absurd and surreal and, and, and practical joke playing. This just pure, unapologetic, staying true to the character kind of art form. And so today is his birthday. 70 years old. Now, many of you know that I have been following along for the past decade and a half, maybe even two decades, the whole mystery surrounding Andy Kaufman faking his death. I've written a couple articles about it, and it all stemmed from a website called andykaufmanlives.com. Now, if you go there today... It's, it's a far different website than it used to be. However, if you go to archive.org and you look in the Wayback Machine, you can actually see how the website used to look. So imagine coming across this website, what was it, circa, circa 2000 or 2003, somewhere around there, and you just see all of this convoluted information and hidden within these testimonies and whatnot, you see claims about about him faking his death and how he did it and who was involved. And so throughout time... Oh, I don't have any. And so throughout, throughout time, this AndyKaufmanLives.com website would morph. It would morph. Different things would come about. And we ended up finding out that a guy named Stephen Maddox was behind the whole thing. Now, we didn't know whether he, this was Andy Kaufman and he changed his name to Steve Maddox. We, you know, there, was, there were all these questions. And I think it was around 2011. He decided to, uh, basically he said, look, I, on this particular date, there will be, 
three or four people who I will choose as my disciples, who I will review, I will reveal everything to. And one of those people was me. Me, a woman named Rebecca Foster, a guy named Frank Nora, a guy named Jack Bristow. Actually, my buddy Crafty St. James was, was, was with me when I was speakerphone with Stephen Maddox. And it is a convoluted thing. I've got, if you go on uh, YouTube, you can see my attempt at trying to describe it. Look up the Steve, look up Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Maddox, M-A-D-D-O-X, Confession. Look that up. You'll see in that video uh, me trying to explain this whole thing. And all of this craziness migrated from the website, simply the website, to then Twitter. And then the guy would, uh, Steve Maddox would show up on podcasts and stuff like that. And then we would do these Google Hangouts. We call them Chaosology. K-H-A-O-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Chaosology. Check those out. On YouTube if you want. I've written a few songs. I think I'm going to include them in this podcast. And so from my obsession... Okay, so on this website, after he talked to us on the phone... I'm not going to get deep into all this stuff because this episode is not about Andy Kaufman faking his death so much as it's a celebration of just Andy Kaufman himself and the crazy humor he's given us throughout the years, the various characters he's played, Tony Clifton, uh, Latka, Foreign Man, just just, just the, the craziness and the weirdness, uh, Fugly the Clown. Just There are all these different Alan Terry Doobie McDonald. A lot of these folks were, you know, kind of a part of of the whole phenomenon back in the day. And after Stephen Maddox talked to us on the phone, he put our Twitter accounts up there on the website. And I was contacted by a woman named Malika Malika Rowe who works for Huffington Post, and so she interviewed me. So you can find that Huffington Post interview. And it was from that interview that caught the attention of these documentary filmmakers out in the UK, a guy named John Lundberg, who did a documentary called Mirage Men. He came out, he actually interviewed me. I got to meet a lot of Andy Kaufman's personal friends. I put him in contact with some of these folks. And then those folks put him in contact with other folks. And so, who knows if this documentary will ever be released, but it's called Kaufman Lives. Uh, you can check out... If you want to go deep down the rabbit hole, I've written a couple articles. There's one called April Applauds Andy Kaufman's Archives. Then there's another one I wrote called Andy Kaufman's fake death archives are alive or something like that. Well, I try to use as many A's in there to try to get it near the top of the search engine. So, maybe I'll uh, link those in this episode when it, when it goes out there. So, having said all that, hanker down and take a gander at the comedic genius known is Andy Kaufman, and thank you so much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Oh, 
Okay, Andy, we're recording, and if you'd like to say a few things, we're ready. And you're high. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance between the parted pages and were pressed in love's hot fevered iron like a striped, striped pair of pants. MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark, all the sweet cream icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it, because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no. Yes, I recall the yellow cotton dress flowing on the ground like a wave around your knees, the birds like tender babies in your hands, the old men playing checkers by the trees. MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark, all the sweet cream icing flowing down. Someone left the cake out in the rain. I don't think that I can take it, because it took so long to bake it, and I'll never have that recipe again. Oh, no. <laughs> Faster than speed, boo. More powerful than look, boo. Able to tall bells and sink by. <clears throat> Open the sky. It's bird. It's plane. Nope. It's Superman. Yep. Superman. Strange visitor from another planet came to Earth. Powers and abilities far beyond old bold me. Superman. Who changed course to mighty rivers. Been still with bare hands. And who... Skies as Clark Kent, my man Paul for a great metropolitan newspaper. Thoughts never end about a few. Just the American way. Thank you. Kurt Hyatt Sheldon. Uh, I assume the Kurt that called me was you. Um, and uh, yes, I did know Andy Kaufman very vaguely uh, uh, in the mid-60s when he and I were both working out of a, a club called the Improv in New York. Uh, he didn't ever talk to anyone. Uh, he just would uh, do his act and disappear again in a very large automobile, which you would drive out to Long Island. Uh, he was very much a private person. Checkbook with a flashlight 
Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends, okay? Anchor.fm. A new and unforgettable personality now appeared on the scene. His name was Tony Clifton. Oh boy. One of the characters that he created, um, Tony Clifton, 
was an incredible character. I found it incredibly entertaining. Most of the people just sat and scratched their heads. And, uh, you know, when Andy would be on shows, he would deny that he was uh, Tony Clifton. And Tony Clifton would always deny, you know, having anything to do with Andy Kaufman. Andy never let you off the hook, you know? Everybody else had an out. Hey, folks, that was a joke I just told. Andy went home, put his head on the pillow, and went to sleep knowing that most of the audience was going, he doesn't really feel that way, does he? That takes guts. The reality is that um, most of the time, Tony Clifton was played by Andy Kaufman's writer, Bob Zmuda. Is, is everyone having a good time so far? Yeah! Yeah, yeah we're all... We're all, we're all having a good time just sitting here on the old floor, right? Right! Yeah. Okay. And right now, I am, this, is, this next guest of mine on this show tonight is a very special guest. He is sort of like a protege. Uh, he has opened for me in several concerts that I've done all over the country. And uh, I consider him a special, uh, special very special guest because uh, I, he's my protege. That's it. And his name is... Tony Clifton. Yay! How you doing? Nice to see everybody out here. Everybody feeling good? Yeah. All right. You know, I just came back uh, from the east. Let me tell you something. It was so uh, cold there. How cold was it? I don't ask you. I didn't ask you. Can we start this again? I, I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. Come on up here. Why don't you come up here? I didn't ask you a question. If I ask you a question, you answer. All right, for you too. You don't tell me. Anyway, it was very cold out of the back east. I thought it something funny. You know, all buildings, they had to have heaters. So they make it hot. People go in the buildings, they cool, they, they, they get warm because they, they, they're cold on the street. I thought of something funny. What if, what if they put air conditioning in the buildings instead, you know? That'll be cold, colder. <laughs> All right, thank you. I, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by all the characters you do. And the other night I saw on Taxi a scene taking place in, your, in the native country of whatever, wherever it is, Gondolivia. Of, uh, of your, the basic character you play in Taxi. What is the name of that country? There or is no there's name. There's no for name. Country. That's better that way. Call it, yes. Yes. call it Latka Land if you yes. want. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what was so great about it? Did you see that scene? It was a whole. Uh, it, it, was, it was like a whole feature movie in six minutes of uh, life and death in uh, in Lower Slobovia. <laughs> what was so great about it was how, that you played it very straight. 
and with tremendous sincerity, as though you, you, were, you had Ibsen on your hands and not a lot of comedy writers. And it gave it a very curious resonance. And it was uh, one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Thank you. Yeah, it really was. And all those characters are great. I, don't, I, I want to know why it is that you go and wrestle with people when you can act so well. <laughs> Uh, I always liked wrestling um, uh, until this happened. Yes. <laughs> and now I don't like it anymore. You don't. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, the, uh, it would seem to me that uh, uh, although acting is a dangerous business, uh, wrestling might become a little monotonous. Well, it was. One wasn't. broken neck after another. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you're. you're uh, your, your, your group in Taxi doesn't, is full of some of the most talented people in show business. It's, 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 it's almost unbelievably loaded with talent. Uh, but it only occasionally seems to be an ensemble show to me. It seems a little like a Catherine wheel in which everybody's blowing off in wild directions. It's part of the charm of it. And I think uh, it's bec partly too because of the set which doesn't contain you, doesn't make a community of you. There you are coming in from nowhere and drifting out again and so on. And it's perfectly adapted to your character because nobody ever came from nowhere more completely than... <laughs> you know, when I first used to see you on television, when you were doing that basic character, I thought that was all you could do. I didn't, I didn't know you had another voice. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know you do. We've heard about them. Yeah. Where did you find that original voice? I don't know. I grew up in New York, and you hear a lot of different voices in New York. And you don't hear that one. I, I, I think I had a, a high school friend talk like that, and also a college roommate talk like that. High school friend was from South America, a college roommate was from Iran. And uh, I guess the two, blend of the two turned out, well actually there was other people, let me see, I knew another guy from, I don't know what other country, but it was just a blend of all the people from other countries that I heard and I blended them all together and came up with that voice. Yeah, sure, it's a, boy, is that a blend? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fascinating. The, uh, the uh, uh, I, I don't know whether it's the, whether it's the innocence of, of, the, of, of the fellow or the, uh, uh, the, the feeling you have that he is uh, not stupider than everybody, but maybe smarter, that adds to the fascination. How long did you play him before Taxi? Oh, it was one of the first characters I ever did. The first did character did? I ever did was my imitation of Elvis Presley. Yes, and that's, that I seen, started that's great. Yeah. That's great. Have you seen that? That's sensational. The, the uh, next character the, the after Elvis Presley was uh, that character. Yeah. Of course, the third character was, was well, he wasn't a character. There's a lot of debate about whether it's a character or a real guy. That's Tony Clifton, but that's a whole, yes, other, yeah. that's a whole other stuff. That's metaphysics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are the three early ones. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Just a minute. There's only one thing you need in life and to make, make you happy. And that is friends. That's all you need is friends. And then you'll be happy. Right.
if you have friends, you will be a happy, happy, happy person. You, you also need the food and clothes. <laughs> you, need, you need food and clothes, and you need the friends and the food and clothes. Then you'll be a happy person. Okay. And, and a nice car. <laughs> so if you have your friends and the food and clothes and the nice car, this is all you need. You don't need anything else except a home. <laughs> You need the home, a nice house. And when your friends come over to visit you, they might want to take a dip. So you need the pool. <laughs> so let's add this up. You need the friends, and the food and clothes, and the car, and the house with the pool. And a beautiful woman uh, who have a nice body that make you the, uh, Form, forming at the mouth. <laughs> and she will sit by the pool in the bathing suit. It's all, you don't need anything else. You need the friends, the food and the clothes, the car, the house with the pool, the beautiful woman that make the, the foam come out of the mouth. You know, as long as you have the, the house with the pool, the car and the beautiful woman, friends but only get in the way. <laughs> Forget I said anything. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
Hey, Kurt, I'm late to the uh, response table. Sorry, I just saw that you had left me a message. I'm still learning how to use this. Um, thing here, whatever it is, <laughs> Anchor FM. Yes, I'm still learning how to use it. So um, I just wanted to say it was actually really nice getting to see you on New Year's Eve. And uh, I hope you do have a great 2019. Just stay busy, you know, and I'm sure you'll know how. <laughs> You're good at it. <laughs> You're a little hardworking SOB, you are. <laughs> Anyway, love you. Mwah. Bye. How many people liked it? How many people didn't like it? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say right now that um, I am highly insulted by that. I am trying my best. I am trying my best to do my best up here and to give you a show. I'm trying to give you a variety show. I've never claimed to be a comedian. I've never, I've never claimed to be able to tell a joke. I've never been able to tell a joke. I have never, what? If you want to heckle me, you win, because I have no comebacks. I have nothing witty to say. I never claim to be clever, or talented, or witty. I came up here to do this because my family is together for the first time in years, and we're doing this show together. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I've brought all of you down. I came to see a good show. I'm trying to do some singing, some dancing, some, some songs with my family, and you know, it's a variety show. So, if I've brought you down, thank you very much for showing me where I'm at. I guess I don't really have that much more to do. And if you don't want me to continue, then I guess I won't. So, uh, thank you for showing me where I'm at.
Bill Zemi wrote a book about Andy Kaufman called Lost in the Funhouse. Here's a piece from his book. In search of new credibility, he decided that he wanted to go out on the college lecture circuit. That fall, George set him up with a Pasadena lecturing agency called Stofan Blancart, and postcards were printed and later mailed out to universities everywhere. The postcards featured photographs of him playing Elvis and Latka, of him snarling as a wrestler, of him eating ice cream, of him wearing a straight jacket. The words on the back of the postcard read, On Creating Reality, The Physics of Human Response. Andy Kaufman's career of the past 10 years has been a series of experiments which form the groundwork for a thesis. Using film clips and telling stories, Andy will set you straight once and for all about his controversial career and how it relates to the dynamics of human behavior. For the first time, Andy tells the truth. You would not believe that I came from Goodwell stock, that I was purer blooded than the white trash here, and of more direct lineage than the New Englanders and Virginians of Spoon River. You would not believe that I had been to school and read some books. You saw me as only a run-down man with matted hair and a beard and ragged clothes. Sometimes a man's life turns into a cancer after being bruised and continually bruised and swells into a purplish mass like growths on stalks of corn. Here was I, a carpenter, mired in a bog of life into which I walked, thinking it was a meadow with a slattern for a wife and poor Minerva, my daughter, whom you tormented and drove to death. So I crept, crept like a snare through the days of my life. No more you hear my footsteps in the morning, resounding on the hollow sidewalk, going to the grocery store for a little cornmeal and a nickel's worth of bacon. May 16th, the date of the greatest magic trick. Can I please be included in the newest flick? Will I find you hiding at the edge of the world? Puzzle mentory 
The day before yesterday, I get a knock on my door, and a man delivers me a videotape and this, which is a deposition from, given to a lawyer and a court reporter from uh, Andy Kaufman, and apparently uh, I'm being sued by Andy Kaufman now. And I just want to well, show you this, show you this <laughs> tape, tape from Andy Kaufman. If you want to look at this, okay. can you can you yeah. run this? Yeah, let's this here it is. Silliest yeah. thing you ever. If you remember me, I'm Andy Kaufman from Hollywood. Remember, you pushed me around in the ring last time I was down in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Lawler. I am not a hick. I am not from Memphis, Tennessee. I don't come from Tennessee like you do, okay? I come from Hollywood, California, where I make movies and TV shows. I am a national television star, and I want the respect that I deserve when I come down to Memphis. And I don't like any hick like you pushing me around in the ring. I never agreed to wrestle you. I was wrestling someone else. You stuck your nose in. You came in the ring. You pushed me around. And now you know what I'm going to do? Mr. Lawler, I have a lot of money, okay? A lot of money. And I've hired a lawyer. And I'm going to sue you for every cent that you've got. Every cent that you're worth. You will be in debt to me for the rest of your life. You'll never eat again when I'm through with you. You'll never wish. You'll wish you never heard the name Andy Kaufman. Do you hear me? Do you believe me? You don't believe me? Just in case you don't believe me, I brought my lawyer with me. You'll meet him right now, Mr. Bob Zamuda. Oh, Mr. Kaufman, the bottom line is this. Uh, the law is the law. Assault and battery is assault and battery. It does not matter if this man attacked you viciously on the street of New York City or in L.A. Well, it wouldn't happen in Los Angeles here. But in, in the South, if you were attacked on the street or if you were attacked in a wrestling ring, you did not sign any contract that you were going to wrestle that man this e that, that evening. Right. He jumped in the ring, he hit you, it's just as much, if a spectator jumped in that ring and hit you over the head, like this man clubbed you, I, I saw the tape, he would be Do I have a case, Mr. Zimuda? You have a perfect case. A okay, perfect. if I sue him, will I win? Yes, you will, sir. Okay, will he ever eat again? Uh, if somebody gives him a handout. Well, Mr. Lawler, I hope you have a lot of friends that'll give you handouts, because when I'm through with you, you won't be able to eat again. I'll see you in court my friend. <laughs> Andy is also a writer and a poet. He wrote three 
or four books, one called God, one called Poetry and Other Writings, one called The Huey Williams Story, and the other, unpublished, called The Hollering Mangoo. This is a portion from God. Floated through, float, floating, and floated some more. Tinctured puncture, floating, just floating around. Tinctured puncture, floating, just straight, not stopping. Tinctured puncture, floating, just open arms. Tinctured puncture, just floating, around. Tinctured, just floated, around, in kind of a bored daze. God waited as Tinctured floated away. Tinctured floated around the amusement park looking for Gina. His float wasn't as pure as it had been. Came the sunshine, awaken, awoke. Tinctured puncture, floated, just. Andy they flew, together. Gina started to fly. Tinctured started to float, but fell. Gina reached out and took him in her arms. He held her tight as she flew. And when he was ready, he let go of her and started to float. And he took her hand, and they flew away together. The End Now, you were the balance on the show. Yeah. You were the sane one. Yeah, that's what, that's what I had me. You brought sense to that right. case. What was Andy Kaufman like? He was about the most normal human being I ever met. I mean, nothing like any of us. The most normal person, because if you spoke, if you talked to him, there was nothing weird about him. He didn't even give, even express weird thoughts. Never did. <coughs> only when he only performed. You know, I, I, you see, I wrote an article about him. Uh, they asked me. I was the only one. They asked me to write. A memori- a, my memory of Andy Kaufman, I said, oh, I don't even know him. I really don't. We never spent any time together. I don't know. I, they said, write that. So I wrote this article on him. It was called, um, uh, I don't know, um, as if. As he, if. Was, he was a guy who, if he, if he could fool you long enough to think about, to, to believe something, which is really what actors do, then he wins. People think he didn't die. That's right. And I wish they did the movie that way. <laughs> Watch new episodes of Larry King Now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, on demand on Aura TV and Hulu. This is a love song. <laughs> This is a love song. <laughs> oh, I love you. Give me a kiss, 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 kiss. My love is true. Give me a kiss, kiss, kiss.
This interesting story comes from a website called Kaufman Confidential, and it is a story from Michael Kaufman, which is Andy's brother. In Michael's collection is a wonderful series of communications where Andy went to visit a girl who was dying. She was a fan of his, and when his plane was delayed in Chicago on its way to Washington, he drove out to Demote, Indiana, to visit her. Word got out at the hospital, and Andy wrestled three people. I have pictures. There were supposedly nurses and maybe one patient's mother. It's the only time he ever lost a match. He let them beat him. And then there's a letter from the mother thanking Andy for doing that. Seven weeks after his visit, she died. That whole correspondence will be there. Andy never told anyone about that. I only knew it because I went through the stuff. In 1981, Andy received a letter from the mother of an Indiana fan, a terminally ill young woman with cystic fibrosis, whom Andy visited in the hospital. Her mother thanked him for brightening her daughter's final days. The daughter's name was Mary Jean Burden. This is the side of him nobody knows, says Michael, who wishes the writers of Man on the Moon 
had put that in the movie. When I read the script and Andy died, I said, Who cares? It didn't move me that he died. And he's my brother. I didn't see the heart in the movie. Hi, howdy. Oh, well, hi, Andy. How are you? Oh, boy, I'm, I'm fine. And, and how about you? I'm fine, thank you. Wow, thanks for coming on my show. Oh, well, thank you for having me on your show, Andy. Boy, it, it, it sure feels great to be here. Well, it's great having you. You know, howdy, I was watching you ever since I was a real little boy. I used to every day go into the on, before the television and I'd sit down and turn the, on your show at 5.30 every day and I just thought it was great. Oh gosh, well, thank you, Andy. <laughs> you know, you're even older than me. Your show came on in 1947 and I was born a few years after that. So that means I was watching you since the time I could just first perceive images or sounds. Before I ever even knew what a television set was, I was watching you. So, like, you're the first friend from television I ever had. Probably the closest, I think. And uh, I always wanted to meet you, and now I finally am. Well, Andy, I, I'm, I'm glad to meet you, too. You know, I was, once in, I was once in your peanut gallery when I was five years old, you know? And I was just sitting there, and I was kind of depressed because I could see what everyone was like when they weren't on camera. And I could see the man who was working your strings. And I must say, even though I could, you know, even though I could, I could see your strings and everything, to me, you're just as real as anyone else who's on this show. And you're, I feel like I'm really talking to a real person. But anyway, one thing I wanted to do that day, and I, they wouldn't let us because there was, there was too many kids. And um, I just always wanted to do this. And I'm just wondering if I maybe could. And that was to touch you. Do you think maybe I could touch you? What? Sure, Andy. Go ahead. You can touch me. Okay. Wow. You know, another thing that I always wanted to do was I always wanted to shake your hand. Do you think maybe I could shake your hand? Oh, sure, Andy. Okay. You know, this is just like a fantasy fulfilled for me. Because I always used to want to be on your show. And yeah. And I always, I always used to want to be on your show. And I thought that your show, you know, in Dutyville, that's where your show was. And, and um, I thought Dutyville was inside of the television. You know, like the television was this box. And if I went inside the box that was a television, I'd be in Dutyville. And I always wanted to be on your show. Now here it is, about, I guess, 20 years later. And I have my own show, and you're on my show. That's right, Andy. I also... Well, your show went off in 1960, right? And that was seven, about 17 years ago. What have you been doing all these years since 1960? Well, they keep me in a box, see? Really? Now, when the show went off in 1960, they just stored me in a box. Well, that's terrible. Oh, uh, and, uh, no, Andy, it, 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 it's okay. You see, it, it's a regular box, yeah. and I'm folded a certain way, mm -hmm. and I just stay in the box. Yeah. The only thing you see when I'm in the box, well, I, 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 I look like this. <laughs> but, yeah, but 
howdy. Isn't it boring? Oh, yeah, sure, it's kind of boring, because, well, there was nothing for me to do for all those years, and, and that's why I really enjoyed being on your show tonight. Well, we being were... in front of the lights and, and seeing all the boys and girls again, it's, oh, boy, it's, it's really wonderful. Well, it's really wonderful to see you again, too. You know, that I just always wanted to do this, you know, and I always wanted to meet you, and I just have so much that I'd like to tell you, and I wish we could talk more. But, you know, I just want you to know that I love you, and this is really something for me. So, is there anything that you'd like to say to all the boys and girls? Well, I just want them to know that, well, even though they're all grown up now, they should never forget all those things we hope they learned on our show. You know, things like, oh, they should always brush their teeth and, and eat the proper foods and, and listen to their moms and dads and, and be nice to people. Oh, and you know, those aren't just for kids, but also for the grown-ups, too. And no matter how old they get, please remember that, well, Andy, I'll always be thinking of them and, and there'll always be a, a place for them in, in my heart. I am Andy Kaufman Humble song and dance man Is fine for me. It could 
again and again Never asked about the note in Michael's hand Mixing, 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 mixing up the Skittles Into the Smucker's jam Stuck at the murals right where they stand Isn't it grand that you know a man Who pulled off the seemingly impossible Fetch me if you can I am Andy Kaufman Fetch me if you can Believe it or so. Right, right. So they won't believe your own death, you'll be immortal. 